When it comes to the conversation of aliens, it is a trending topic that has a lot of people confused. You, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Were they, I guess, human or non-human? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And a lot of Christians perplexed in terms of how is this compatible with the faith? Does the existence of aliens somehow disproves the existence of God? Has the government been in on it all the time? Is it one massive distraction to prep us for when the rapture comes and People evaporate into thin air and so much more. So I heard a great breakdown on this very topic from a YouTube channel I've been following for a while that you should be following to called Wise Disciple. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And this, to me, is one of the best articulations of this conversation that I think not only answers the question scripturally, but also gives solid theories. Here is Wise Disciples, and his video is titled, Aliens Are Here, what do we do now? If aliens exist, and by aliens I mean beings that live on another planet somewhere out in another galaxy in outer space, this doesn't change anything about Christianity or the revelation that we have from God's holy scriptures. We are given very limited information about humanity in the Bible, that we were made in the image of God, uh, we are given the reason and the purpose as to why we were created, we're given a lot of insight into our current fallen nature and how that has affected our relationship with God and with the people around us. We even know on a very limited scale that there are other beings that God has created who, it appears, do not share our unique quality of being made in the image of God. Notice the key word here is that the, is it, is it, in the scriptures, we have a limited knowledge on these topics, meaning that the scriptures aren't going to tell us everything that we need for life, but it may not tell us everything we want to know about the universe and physics and all of these different things. When we're talking about physics, there's some complicated issues here with aliens, specifically them needing to travel faster than the speed of light and technology doesn't exist and all these different things, right? But when it comes to scriptures, it is limited. It's not supposed to be exhaustive, okay? Now, check out what he goes on to say. Is it possible for there to be other beings that God has created somewhere else in the universe? And the answer is yes, of course, it's possible. But that's not the question to ask, in my opinion. So we're not talking about aliens being created somewhere else in the universe. I think a better question to ask is, is it plausible that the experiences that folks are having are with alien beings from another planet in our universe? As, as I understand the issue, the answer is no, it is not plausible. There's a really great book it's called uh, The Privileged Planet. The Earth fits into what the authors describe as a Goldilocks zone. Uh -huh. uh, if you remember the story of Goldilocks, Goldilocks is looking for the perfect bowl of porridge, uh, one that is just the right temperature, just the right size of bowl, etc. Well, according to the authors of The Privileged Planet, the Earth fits into the Goldilocks zone, mm. which is a rare environment in the universe for life to thrive. 
as far as we can tell, only our planet fits into this Goldilocks zone. You know, as as we use our instruments to observe other galaxies, we are not finding other planets that also fit into this Goldilocks zone. And by Interesting, isn't it? This Goldilocks zone. This just reminds me of the concept of the fine-tuning of the universe, that things are just right for life to exist on Earth as it does, right? If certain things were different in the way the universe began, right? And so he's saying the Goldilocks zone kind of implies that life on Earth is unique. In other words, the planet is not too big. It's not too small. That's right. Um, it has the right amount of water uh, on the planet to provide an environment for life. It has the right amount of carbon present for the right chemical reactions to take mm -hmm. place for life. Yep. There are the unique protections that some of the other surrounding planets and celestial bodies, so to speak, like the moon, provide our planet. You know, stuff like that. That's that, that creates this kind of an environment. There does not appear to be another Goldilocks zone out there in the observable universe. So that's why I say this is not plausible that there are alien beings from another planet. In the observable universe, meaning that there might be other universes. But, okay, let's concede that for argument's sake. Let's say they do exist. Okay, well, now they need to travel all the way here. Which would be practically impossible if they came from a different universe. The problem is the nearest galaxy is something like 25,000 years away, and that's if the spaceship travels at the speed of light. Traveling at the speed of light which we can't do. <laughs> we, could, we could travel faster than the speed of sound. We can't travel at the speed of light. And that would still require 25,000 years. So now we're talking about beings that would have to live unbelievably ridiculous long periods of time and in order to survive getting here. And that's why I say it's, it's unlikely. It's, it's, it's implausible that there are alien beings from some other planet in a galaxy far, far away traveling here. So what do we make sense of all the talk of aliens right now? Well, gosh, check out this. This, this theory is so good. Maybe we're not dealing with interstellar travel. Maybe we're dealing with interdimensional travel. Aha. Okay, that's more interesting because the Bible appears to touch on this notion. You know, okay, Christians in the audience, here's a question for you. Where is heaven located? Mm -hmm. If you look at the creation account in Genesis and you sort of, you know, reflect on what we know about science, well, then clearly God created the universe at a finite moment in the past. This means that space and time and matter, all these things came into existence at some point. And if you rewind time enough down to the moment of creation, what you have before creation, what that is, is an environment outside of space, time and matter. That's good. This is another dimension. Woo! So they're not from a different planet and it's unlikely that they will come from a different galaxy, which... If you know your Bible, is actually very common. The Bible characterizes this as a spiritual realm mm -hmm. where a spiritual battle is taking place. Mm -hmm. And so if you go to Ephesians chapter 6. What if the very things that Christian culture often dismisses as worldly actually aren't bad desires? What do I mean by that? It's obvious that the world values things like money, fitness, fame, and immediate gratification. But I like to propose that those natural human desires can actually be redirected with God's words and God's ways of doing things in order to bring glory to him and serve our neighbor on this side of eternity. And I like to call this very concept God-driven ambition. And we'll be unpacking all of this at my very first live podcast in-person gathering happening August 26th in Oceanside, California. We'll have GodLogic Apologetics, Pastor Jeff Moores from Rhythm Church, John Keith, Trizzle Fitness, and hosted by my guy Ray Rock. Lock it in on your calendars right now. Saturday, August 26th in Oceanside, California at Rhythm Church. Click the button down below or go to RuslanLive.com to get more information and get your ticket now. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the where? In the heavenly places. Mm -hmm. This aligns, I think, with a dramatic moment between Elisha um, and his servant, 
this is the story of you know the, the the king of Syria and and his army and they surrounded Elisha and I think it was the entire city of Dothan and Elisha prayed and asked God that his servant's eyes would be opened. Then Elisha prayed and said, "Oh Yahweh, I pray, open his eyes that he may see." So it's his servant's eyes. And Yahweh opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And they came down to him, and Elisha prayed to Yahweh and said, strike this people with blindness, I pray. And so he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. There is something going on interdimensionally, which engulfs and surrounds us. It's interesting that he, <laughs> Elijah's eyes were open and he saw these things, right? This is so fascinating. I was watching Constantine and I was sort of wrestling with Constantine, the, the film's concept of the spiritual realm, especially of hell. Um, and the way that visually this movie depicted it was basically hell is just in the other dimension. You, if you walk between dimensions, it, it's as if you recognize that hell is around you just in the other dimension. Sheesh. Hell is around you just in the other dimension. Now, now, granted, he's talking about a movie. That is so fascinating. And so it seems that uh, similarly, there's something going on here where angels, um, spiritual beings are all around us, but we don't see them mm -hmm. unless God gives us the eyes to, to see these things. And so what can we extrapolate from this, right? right. God's right. other beings, his angels have the ability to interact with us as they walk between dimensions, so to speak. It's not just that Elisha said to Yahweh, open his eyes, and the servant just saw God's horses and chariots, but actually these things interacted with the Syrians such that they actually became blind. Mm -hmm. So clearly spiritual beings can interact with people between dimensions. Mm -hmm. Now, the Bible doesn't, uh, you know, sort of teach this explicitly. There's not a line that says right. exactly what I'm saying right now, right. but I think it's easily inferred from the accounts in scripture. Jesus told the woman at the well in John chapter four, that God is spirit. Yep. So, I mean, if you just think in terms of like putting these pieces together all on the table, sort of laying them out there in order to make sense of what's going on with these hearings in Congress, it seems more likely that we're probably dealing with interdimensional beings. Uh, well, the Bible describes some of these beings, okay? I mean, this doesn't exactly take God's word by surprise, but even if there were physical evidence, like these biologics, as one of the witnesses, you know, said that there are, there's some room somewhere in some government facility that has dead alien bodies. Mm -hmm. This doesn't contradict what the Bible teaches by any stretch. Right. You know, there's room in the universe for these types of beings. And so I think over time, we'll just have to learn more and figure out what exactly is going on here. Listen to, listen to the pattern he describes of people who claim to have interactions with these beings. Okay, this is very interesting. Check this out. Let's talk about what is what is called in the literature, sometimes referred to as classic abduction syndrome. Let's talk about an, an actual abduction case that's usually fleshed out through some form of hypnosis after the fact. So somebody who is an abductee during that, which usually happens at night while the abductee is driving in a car, you know, they're sitting at home, they're, they're sleeping in a bed, a light or a UFO appears and then the abductee blacks out. Um, the abductee is paralyzed. Mm -hmm. They're levitated out and upward in a beam of light. Mm -hmm. Okay. Many have claimed to have been. This is all sounding familiar, right? This is, this is usually the story. Those of you guys that are like really into aliens like I was as a kid, this is usually the story of how most people's experience goes. Transported through solid objects like walls, mm -hmm. um, like, like a roof, you know, like right through a car, which, okay, stop, think about that. Doesn't that seem to be more in line with out-of-body experiences, mm -hmm. near-death experiences that some people have had? Then the aliens, they sometimes will appear out of thin air. They'll walk through solid objects to... Uh -huh. to At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. 
Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Get at their, their, uh, the abductees. The abductees are then brought to kind of a waiting ship where they are surrounded by another group of these beings, these aliens, experimented on with primitive surgical tools, right? So again, I am characterizing the sort of typical alien abductee experience. They call it classic abduction syndrome. With the primitive tools, this is kind of odd, right? Because you're, think, you're thinking to yourself, okay, these are advanced space travelers. They traveled 25,000 years at the speed of light and they got like very regular surgical tools. They create ships that defy the laws of physics right. as a lot of our, you know, our fighter pilots are seeing this now with their recorded technology. They're, they're amazed. So, so they can build amazing ships and then they show up with a dirty scalpel to what, operate on abductees? I mean, a lot of times you're talking about folks, you know, with technology that's breaking the laws of physics, yet their sh spaceships are, cr are crashing. That also doesn't make any sense to me. It's a little interesting, right? The aliens, as they're doing this, this sort of surgical procedure, so to speak, they usually tell their captives that, that their intentions are really good, that they're actually here to help, mm. uh, that they created life on Earth. Mm -hmm. Some have even disguised themselves as Jesus Christ. They've, they've disguised themselves as other people, like the Pope, other well-known celebrities, including like sometimes dead spouses, you know, um, in order to gain trust from Sheesh. the abductees, right? But then again, you got to stop and think to yourself, okay, well, but why? <laughs> like, is there a need to manipulate your appearance in this way. Hmm. This was so noted that some alien abductee researchers, they, they asked a question and these were not Christians, but they were saying, well, wait a second. If we allow that these, these beings that are, that are interacting with abductees, that they're actually good, that they're actually benevolent, mm -hmm. well then why do they feel the need to use the cover of darkness to perform good deeds? Because usually these things happen at night. Aha. Why do they feel the need to paralyze us and render us helpless to resist in order to you know, take us up to their ship. Right. Why do they feel the need to cause fear and pain and, and deception consistent, you know, with actual like malevolence and not great high spiritual motives? This man is cooking right now. You guys make sure y'all give him a sub, man. Wise disciple, watch this full video because he is cooking up a storm right now. This is good stuff. What's interesting too is, is the after effect of an abduction, which for some is the most telling aspect mm -hmm. of an abductee's experience because usually the abductee changes their, their, their philosophical outlook uh -huh. on life. They, they change their personalities. It's interesting because a lot of abductee surveys have revealed that the overwhelming majority of abductees, they have a new interest after their abduction, quote unquote, in paranormal activities. Mm -hmm. They have a new interest in, in sort of Eastern religions, in new age paganism, in the new age worldview. Folks that broke the laws of physics, traveling here in technology that we've never seen, crashing some of their own spaceships, performing surgeries after they've taken people through walls and all kinds of stuff with very remedial surgical tools, telling people that they're Jesus, the Pope, that they're here for a good reason. And yet the pattern that we're seeing is the folks who come out of this all, all drift into Eastern religions and paganism. Hmm. Alien Intrusion by Gary Bates. The author points out that, again, impartial research uh, research shows most abductees have, in the past, dabbled in, in the occult, even if it was relatively minor. As you sort of put all these pieces together, right, it appears that dabbling in the occult is a common prerequisite for an abduction case, a, a classic abduction syndrome case. And then afterwards, it intensifies after that. Aha. And so you're gonna be, you put all these pieces together, you start thinking, well, what is the point then? Uh, what's going on here? There was a story of a man who, I think this was like Christmas time, he was being abducted. And this came out later, I think through hypnosis. And his alien abduction was stopped in its tracks in the middle of his abduction. He was, he was levitating off his bed uh, one night. His wife is laying asleep next to him. And, and because he was so afraid, he cried out for Jesus Christ. And the man said that when he did that, whatever was pulling him out of bed 
withdrew and the man fell back on the bed. He said when he hit that bed, he bounced so hard Sheesh. it woke his wife up. And his wife was wondering why he was jumping on the bed. Come on. As a matter of fact, there have been more people who have had this similar type experience, which mm -hmm. is abductions that have been stopped by invoking the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. And so again, put it all together. Why would extraterrestrial travelers from another planet using primitive surgical tools, even though their ships are amazing, how can they be so affected by the name of Jesus Christ that it would stop them in their tracks and yep. cause them to flee? Yep. Again, I propose to you, Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter six, mm. we're, we're dealing with a battle. It's a struggle and it's not against flesh and blood, but it's against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places, yep. right? That's why Paul tells us, put on the full armor of God, yep. right? Yep. So that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Come on. So I'll leave it to you, you know, like aliens, we have an explanation for this. I mean, I, it's right there in scripture. I think the Bible has always given us a category to think about these creatures. These are demons. These are evil beings. Wise disciple, ladies and gentlemen. That's the name of the channel. Go, go give him a sub, man. He did. That was, that was a great breakdown. Hey, this is a segment from our daily after party stream. Consider partnering with us online for as little as $5 a month to get access to these daily after party streams completely unedited. You'll also get access to our podcast as they are streamed live into the community before anyone else gets to see them, get to interact with our guests, get access to our private Discord server, and a discount code for our store for as little as $5 a month. Ultimately, that will help towards helping us continue contextualizing the gospel using media and podcast here on YouTube. All right, I'll see you over there. Peace.